0: And welcome to this episode of Better Off Red It's episode 47 But it's also um, the third In our Oryx and Crake series Um, I'm Pip Adam And today I'm talking to fiction writer Antonia Bale Um, So this is the third time I'm going to talk to a writer About Margaret Atwood's Oryx and Crake And um, one of the things That has happened um, in the last Three sort of conversations Is that um I've really enjoyed being let into someone else's reading experience and through talking about the book things have shifted in my brain. When I first started the series I wasn't fully convinced about Oryx and Quake, I wondered if possibly I'd chosen the wrong book and maybe it was a little bit dated. But through talking to everyone I sort of have realised and you'll hear it, especially in this, in this episode where I talk to Antonia Bale, who read Oryx and Crake first, um, quite a few years ago, in one big feverish sort of weekend, and then immediately went and bought the other two books and read those. Um, you'll see, you'll hear me have a slight sort of mind explosion around just how incredible this book is, like how. It has nestled itself inside of me in a way that consciously I wasn't aware of and it isn't until I was actually talking to these people it wasn't sort of until I had this process of talking to these people that it came out just how incredibly this had sort of lodged itself in my mind and how incredibly relevant it is for this moment in time so yeah I hope you enjoy this conversation with Antonia I really enjoyed it um Antonia is one of the first well the first person on the series who hasn't been on better off read before so you can read a bio of her at betterreadnz.wordpress.com so that's better r-e-a-d-n-z.wordpress.com yeah so you can read a little bit about Antonia and her work and in the meantime I really hope you enjoy this Thank you.
1: Blood and Roses was a trading game along the lines of monopoly. The blood side played with human atrocities for the counters, atrocities on a large scale. Individual rapes and murders didn't count. There had to be a large number of people wiped out massacres, genocides, that sort of thing. The Rose's side played with human achievements, artworks, scientific breakthroughs, stellar works of architecture, helpful inventions, monuments to the soul's magnificence, they were called in the game. There were sidebar buttons so that if you didn't know what crime and punishment was, or the theory of relativity, or the trail of tears, or Madame Bovary, or the hundred years war, or the flight into Egypt, you could double click and get an illustrated rundown in two choices. R for children, PON for profanity, obscenity, and nudity. That was the thing about history, said Craig. It had lots of all three. You rolled the virtual dice and either a rose or a blood item would pop up. If it was a blood item, the rose player had a chance to stop the atrocity from happening, but he had to put up a rose item in exchange. The atrocity would then vanish from history, or at least the history recorded on the screen. The blood player could acquire a rose item, but only by handing over an atrocity, thus leaving himself with less ammunition and the rose player with more. If he was a skillful player, he could attack the rose side by means of the atrocities in his possession, loot the human achievement and transfer it to his side of the board. The player who managed to attain the most human achievements by time up was the winner, with points off naturally, for achievements destroyed through his own error and folly and cretinous play. The exchange rates, 1 Mona Lisa equaled Bergen-Belsen, 1 Armenian Genocide equaled the Ninth Symphony plus 3 Great Pyramids, were suggested but there was room for haggling. To do this you needed to know the numbers, the total numbers of corpses for the atrocities, the latest open market price for the artworks, or if the artworks had been stolen, the amount paid out by the insurance policy. It was a wicked game.
0: Okay, hello Antonia, how are you? Hi, Pat. The first bit's always weird. Yeah, it's like hello, I'm wearing headphones and you're not. (laughs) It's very weird. Thanks heaps for having me over. Welcome, and thanks heaps for reading that amazing piece. Like, um, gosh, what attracted you to that bit? Tell me about it. It's on page ninety. Yep. Tell me about this. Well,
1: I guess it's. So I was just like, oh man, Margaret Atwood, like she just pushes it. She just pushes it so far because this is a, a game she's describing—a game, you know, that children can play. There's an R for children, <laughs> and just the way that she's being able to talk about humans and what it means to be human and what's important to for humans at that point in time. I, I mean, the fact that it's kind of like the it actually doesn't say it where i read it but there's a bit where it basically says okay so the atrocities are always going to win mm. and it's like oh like this is her vision of you know humans and and where we are and i guess i was just kind of appalled by it when i read it and I just couldn't stop reading it. <laughs> <laughs> and also she kind of also she traverses like there's a a, a later bit, uh, the next page over, where she's listing some of the the human atrocities and then some of the you know monuments to the soul's magnitude. And she just is traversing such wide ground. And it and it and it sort of ends like she she does this thing where she's like slavery in the American South, King Leopold in the Congo, the Russian Revolution, Stalin, Hitler, Hiroshima, Mao, Pol Pot, Idi Amin, Sri Lanka, East Timor, Saddam Hussein. Stop it, says Snowman And like this was written in like t- in early two thousands. Yeah, I think
0: it's two thousand and
1: yeah. yeah. And she's she's like I feel like she's taken right up to that point. Like Saddam Hussein is the stopping mm. point. Mm. it's like oh like everything feels for me very kind of close and uncomfortable and mm. I really loved that. Yeah.
0: And it's that it's that weird, um it's that weird tonal thing as well. Oh. Eh? Like I mean there there is The that accumulation. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's just and, and just the idea that um we're and you know, these these horrific things are being presented as part of a game, which is just such a horrific oh. idea. And like I mean it, it this there is a sort of theme of this as far as um mm. Craig and Jimmy or Snowman are concerned. You know, their friendship is quite cemented on these video games, mm. isn't it? Mm. And, like, the the videos that they watch as well, you know, like Mm. the horrific videos that they watch. Yeah, like Hot
1: Tots, which is about, oh, it's about, like, watching child porn and the film. It's called Hot Tots. Like, her naming of things as
0: well is so... We can talk about that later, but I just... oh, It's so true, though. Mm. Like, I mean, there just seems to be this very good... Like, I mean, it is a work of satire, but it just seems to hit everything (sighs) exactly right, so that it's kind of... Horrific. It doesn't lose any of its horror, but somehow it's even more horrific for placing it in this kind of context. So bizarre. Can you remember when you first read this book? Yes.
1: (laughs) It was twenty fourteen, and I read this book. um, So I was I was doing some writing um, from the future. Mm -hmm. I was writing these newspapers from a hundred years in the future, and um, so um, my writing pattern. partner Nick Potter said um you need to read these books and I was like I'm not really a science fiction person you know he's like you need to read these books and I actually hadn't read any Margaret Atwood before either mm-hmm. so I didn't have any sense of you know like a lot of people are like oh blind assassins yeah. I had no sort of sense of who mm-hmm. she would be and um Mad Adam had just it was like on the shelf at Unity in hard copy, like it had just come out. And so I hold myself away and for maybe it was like four days or a week or something, I read Arts and Craig, then the second one year of the flood, and then Mad Adam all in one like crazy intense burst. (laughs) It was like on the phone to Nick all the time, going, oh my god, I love this book. The future is a really frightening place. <laughs> like, ah. So uh, it, uh, I have so much kind of love for this book mm-hmm. as well. Because yeah. um, she gives so much to you and you get so much out of it, I think.
0: And it is a book that, I mean, I guess it is the one of those books that you can't read and not be altered slightly, eh? Like, I mean, whether it's a huge sea change, or whether it's sort of just an awareness, like, that was the thing I found with it, is that it kind of infected how I was looking at everything, Mm. and um, I often find that, like, I found that with the road as well, like, Mm. I remember when I was reading the road, sitting in bed, and thinking, oh, I'm not being chased by people who want to eat me, that's good, Um, but yeah, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) reading this, it, it sort of opened my eyes to what was around me, and just... Yeah, just to go back to the child pornography for a moment, Ooh. which is absolutely horrific, mm. but um, it, it is odd when you see it because it's, it's presented in amongst this other sort of capitalist stuff, you know, this other sort of yep. commercial, um, what would you call it, like um, objects, you know, these mm. other objects that are bought and sold. And I just think that um, it, it was very hard to leave that and then not notice on billboards how there are a lot of young women advertising things that really don't have much to do with young women. And, you know, like, that sort of, you do realise that we're not, you know, and and just, I mean, obviously this horrific shit goes on. But, yeah, I don't know.
1: I totally, I've got, I'm, I'm looking, so I started making these lists of things. Nice. In the book, and I can't find it, but there's this, there's a couple of times where there's quotes where it's something like, um, you know, everything's bought and sold or everything's traded. The word traded is, mm. is used a lot. And, um, oh, like, just so often children are in amongst that mix of trading. Like, for example, when they're talking about um, uh, Organ ink, which mm. is Jimmy's dad's first job that we hear about, and they are making... These um, they have these things called pagoons, which are these kind of genetically engineered pigs that can have all these organs in them growing at the same time. You can extract the organs, and it doesn't destroy the animal; it just keeps making more organs. And um, at first, they talk about that as great for like um, you know, uh, you know, organ transfer and good noble causes. And then it becomes kind of clearer that it becomes like about shady things. And for example, it's also one of the lines it says is something like um you know they're really good because then you won't need to keep a full harvest child or two staffed away in some illegal baby orchard it's just like oh you know like children are just constantly part of this commercial thing and tobacco companies like they're the folks who get six-year-olds hooked for life by passing out free samples Mm. like just it's just again and again children and um kind of, I guess their sort of powerlessness are implicit in this trading world. Mm. And sex and pornography is so much a part of this book. And you know, Oryx's origins and and Jimmy and Craig, how that's how they cement their friendship through watching these porn sites and playing these games. It's, um, it's really in- inescapable. She doesn't turn away from it and she just does not let you turn away at any point. Which I agree, like once you start
0: looking at the world that way, it is hard to kind of avert your eyes in real life. Because that was one of the things I was really interested in when I read the book, because I did feel like a lot of that, I am i don't know whether to say, feminist doesn't seem to cover it all, but you know, like, it it is a little bit of a Trojan horse, you know, Mm. like, there is the invitation to the post-apocalyptic novel, which is kind of cool and edgy and that sort Mm. of thing, and then all of a sudden I'm reading about children being sold for sex, um, you know, um, poor families with nothing but children mm. to sell, um, you know, like just the the disgustingness and, and, mm. and, and it being, you know, like, and exactly like you say, there's no looking away from that. Mm. And I just thought it was really interesting because it seems to be quite a dividing point of the book. You know, a couple mm. of people I've talked to are sort of like, mm, why did that have to be? But it just seems so perfect to me because um, I guess maybe it's my vegan showing, but you know, like, we're building these animals that are babies, you know, then the children of Crake. You know, yeah. there does seem to be this odd kind of thing about... Um, like you were saying, it just seems like a very natural progression that mm. we'll kill a bobby calf so that we can have the milk and now we'll harvest a child so that we can, you know, grow the organs and oh well let's you know, let's genetically engineer this pig or yeah. Mm. I just think it's really mm. interesting.
1: And and Jimmy's mum at one point says something like, How far is too far? Mm. You know, how much is too much? And, yeah, and I feel like she is taking things to this
0: really sadly logical Mm. conclusion. I'd never thought of that. I just realised that Jimmy's mum is quite alone. There aren't many female adult figures in the book, are there? Like, there's Jimmy's new girlfriend who you don't, know, uh, j- sorry, Jimmy, is that Ramona. Fire, yeah, Ramona? Yeah, Ramona, yeah, Ramona, Jimmy's dad's new girlfriend. From the cafe. Um, which is like... Quite, lab technician. Yeah, yeah, Who he's already her boss. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's this odd thing, this odd relationship that's happening there, which seems kind of a safe relationship. But the mother seems to be just, un- you know, unsafe, mm. you know. And I just, I was just thinking, you know, she is one of the few characters with everyone else has possibly played up a little bit, you know, like Jimmy's dad and Ramona, you know, that's, I found that bit quite funny, you know, like Mm. the whole, oh, this is my friend, Ramona, Mm. and it's sort of, you know, know it's more than friendship, but um, the mother seems just like the sole sort of observer in this Mm. really tough world, Mm. you know, like Jimmy's, you know, what would you call it, like submerged in it, whereas Jimmy's mother kind of seems to see it from yeah it's really Mm. she's quite heartbreaking for me
1: yeah she is like the way she tries to explain things to him and then gives up Mm. when she's talking about disease when she tries to explain and and just also like those sort of heartbreaking things of a child trying to understand you know is this depression what is this when she just becomes blank and doesn't make his lunch for him and Mm. You know, slams
0: the door crying and yeah. It's being totally um, evil and um, sort of like um, craft orientated is a very <laughs> good strategy if you are writing something that does have this heightened kind of satire in it to put a character who is mm. so. Um, I, I want to say real, but that's not the right word I'm looking for. But you know mm, what I mean? Like mm. who seems to be having the only logical reaction to what's going yeah. on. You know, like. Yeah, who yeah. speaks the yeah. truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like even her like activism in it Mm. you know like she leaves and um it's just she takes killer the reconk she takes the reconk <laughs> it just seems so unfair <laughs> but kind of um perfect yeah <laughs> i mean yeah like that poor animal needs a friend my god although doesn't she send him fr- she sends him free That's she right. liberates him liberates the recunk. Yeah. oh my god yeah. god help us um but yeah i mean there is something really the thing that i keep realizing the more i talk about this book is how many layers there are to oh it. god and yeah. um i and like i say i really feel like that that story of Oryx and that story of what it is possibly to be woman and mother and daughter and exploited and, you know, victim in this world is very carefully. And even the female children of Crake are kind of mm. interesting as well. You know, like there's a real, it's almost like they've been built into this really maternal, I don't know. Oh, the
1: purring? Yeah, yeah like when they, when they, um, If they hurt themselves, they can purr like a cat. They can purr over the injury in order to fix it. Because, what did he say? He programmed it so it's the same as kind of ultrasound or something? Like Yeah. But yeah, there are all these images of the children of crack women who are cooking with the children, purring over someone, and then the children of crack men are like peeing the circle to keep predators (laughs) out with their... (laughs) their, (laughs) special urine which has been programmed for special (laughs) things that like you know yeah they are quite
0: I agree it never occurred to me that it was a literal pissing competition but yeah, yeah. Is, I forgot about that it's so true it's so true yeah. and like I guess um the, the, sex, the sex life of the children of Craig oh, is also interesting so like all the you know the brightness and the, the wonderfulness and the no fighting and the just the very um, it just seems very matter of fact and kind yeah. of I don't know it's so odd it's so and weird. everyone gets
1: their turn because wasn't it something like every three months mm. you get a go mm. like yeah. so, so, so so there's no need for lust or unrequited love or or anything you you know you, you're gonna be fine
0: yeah it'll be great yeah
1: and you get five is it all like quintets i think like so. one woman and four men so that there's no ownership of babies or whatnot either like yeah all the things that he's kind of thought about to sort of program out our humanness in a way territory and lust and
0: and, it's just and even so- rape which is yeah. interesting that, yeah you know
1: he was like you can't be raped because of the, the way it's mammalian and if someone's not into it, then the other person can't be into it either. Like, it, that that I thought was interesting
0: too. It was incredible. Like, I think it, it's so interesting, like, and horrifying. Like, I must admit that was part of it that I thought was horrifying because, you know, like... um. I've got a friend that always jokes about this prayer where she says, um, God save me from what I want, you know. And I just think, like, this idea that one person would have this, you would say, this is a problem, this is a Mm. problem, this is a problem. And especially someone like Craig, who has not been lucky in love, Mm. you know, who has, you know... Whose parents,
1: like his dad and his mum, both died
0: horrible deaths. Yep. And his uncle, which sounded like he had a hand in that horrible death. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah, <laughs> good old creak. But yeah, it is. It, it was. It's a really interesting idea, and I think that again, craft wise and like writing wise, what an amazing narratorial kind of thing to sort of like build your inner fears and your inner desires mm. into like a character into these into these beings that sort yeah. of move around, and and then to leave Jimmy with, like to leave Snowman with, yeah. Them so that you've got this weird. I don't know. Like it's all this. It feels almost deconstructed in mm. the way that it's told, you know. I don't mm. know. It just works so well. And then the other thing, which I loved, was to have then
1: the, your creation not do what you wanted it to do. So, because he has this whole thing about wanting to program out God and their thoughts of oh, God. Yeah. And they just immediately, and, and it was like God and... Um, deification and symbols and things they immediately and stories origin stories they immediately just start doing it yeah like thinking of craic in heaven like they talk about it in the sky when snowman goes away they build a snowman and then start you know like praying to it to help them like they immediately do these sort of human things that he had programmed them not to do and that was that was great too i love like, that
0: but i love the but the that weird thing how snowman had some information like you know craig had said watch out if they start making icons you know watch out if they start yeah. doing this and then it was just oh, i think again that just shows what a brilliant storyteller she is because these little clues were kind of breadcrumbed throughout yes. and then when they happen you're like oh hang on oh Shit. whoa we're yeah. not supposed to be doing that and i just thought ah oh, it was just so marvelous um, I really want to talk about Oryx because I, th- yes, I just I had this odd thing yes. where I realized last week after talking to two people, I had not talked much about Oryx. And I think part of it is because I am nervous about talking about her origin story, mm. you know. So um, mm. Oryx is someone who Jimmy and Craig see as a child having sex in one of the pornography pornographic um hot videos tops. hot tops <laughs> oh. and um they jimmy falls into some kind of love with her mm. and um they take a still photo of mm. her and somehow mm. Craig turns up i mean oryx turns up later mm. and yeah there's um, like
1: three times that in history or is there like there's that also that come or is, yeah because there's she she's she's doing this um oh god it's so like what do we tell like it's yeah. how, like she, it sounds like she and these other little girls are licking cream off a man's penis and she just turns and looks out at the viewer and that's what jimmy like, oh. mm. and then later that's the gateway that Craig uses to get into the mad adam special grandmasters thing is that look that he also had saved and then we hear this thing about these this teenager who's been found in a garage in San Francisco as a sort of a sex slave, and she, he sees a picture of her on TV and is like, oh, "That's her," and then she crops up again later. Mm, mm. And it's kind of like, and and then we hear about her her origin stories, but the whole time, even she makes things where she's like, well, "Was it me in the garage in San yeah. Francisco?
0: Yeah.
1: Was it me in the in the kitty porn movie?" So you never really know. She's so masterful at that, and 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 she's so clever. So so we learn that she's you know Oryx is in this in this sort of village, and Jimmy is obsessed with figuring out where and when. And Oryx never names the village, never tells him what her her original language is, what her original name is, because when she's sold they name her Susu. Mm. And oh, that is, inter- okay, at some point we must talk about naming. Because like the fact that all of those three, Oryx, Craig, Jimmy, all have different names mm. is interesting too. But yeah, we never actually learn her origins. And Jimmy's like obsessed. And I felt the same way. Like, like when he was like, there were canals when you were stolen as a child. You know, where in Asia is there canals? And I felt the same way. Mm. Like, it, but the fact that you can't pin it down to a particular person, for me, felt like, she does become the every mm, every mm. child, every exploited child mm. exploited woman. It just sort of masterful masterful.
0: it's really funny because like it was when I first read it there's a there's a scene um where Jimmy is talking to her about you know where she's from, and she is she has this very detached way of explaining mm-hmm. the story, and at first, I was like. This makes me angry you know she's mm. arrived and she's not emotionally you know mm. it, it felt like she's arrived as this this kind of strange you know weird thing but the longer that I'm away from the book the more I think about the mastery of that mm. you know what I mean the, and, and this idea that if if it's told that puts a finite picture on it but yeah. if I'm she, she tells she tells enough for me to think, Oh, it's worse than even words can tell. You know, yeah. like, it is so bad yeah. that, you know, and there's some kind of, I think that it's a really clever move politically, if that's what you're doing in a book. But, and I just think that, yeah, like, and I like this idea that she does become, she does have this odd power in the book that is, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I just find her so interesting mm. and so hard to nail down. Mm.
1: And right from the get-go, her magnetism, yeah. you know, does... Yeah entranced both Jimmy and Craig and And, us
0: yeah and like you say there is the magic of like even technologically Mm. her face has magic you know what I mean Mm. like even that stuff with Mad Adam you know like with the game you know like even that there's just something so interesting about it I had this idea which I don't think's true well I'm sure it's not true (gasps) but I'm going to tell it to you because it's funny um I thought for a long time that Craig had cloned Oryx that he had taken ah. the photo. And that was why I thought she was so <sighs> odd with her reply. But I don't know at what point I fell out of love with that idea. Mm. I think it may have been just the idea that then we're sort of saying this is happening to someone who isn't real. And I didn't, yeah. like, I didn't like the idea of that. But yeah, I do feel that there is. And that was something I was saying to Bill last week is that I guess the other thing is that Jimmy's telling all this through his memory. So yes. he may be remembering her as a slightly different you know, maybe maybe she was really upset about telling her story, Mm. but he can't bring himself to think that she was upset. Mm. Let's talk about But but it
1: it does annoy him too. Like when he's like I keep digging around looking for her anger and she doesn't give it or he says, How can you be so cheerful? Mm.
0: Like that
1: and and that I was thinking there's so much that could be fallible about your memory, but I don't know if that is.
0: I totally agree. And I think that there again, like I mean, sometimes there is that sort of woke idea you know you do get retribution like if someone gets angry you can say okay I see your anger you know like that and you know it's just that wonderful thing that Jimmy is so in love with her yet is also a consumer of the pornography that victimized her like which is just so problematically Mm. wonderful you know like for a story it's just so great it's so great Mm. let's talk about naming so Please, please Jimmy is snowman yep Oryx has been susu Craig, he just can't remember a time that Craig was, was not Craig. Yeah,
1: but he was originally Glenn
0: named <laughs> <laughs> which is so great because it's such a kind of nerdy name. Glenn is a great name for Craig. But that makes me feel better.
1: Was it Glenn Gould? Because it says he was named after some piano player child. Oh yeah. And I was like, could it, is Glenn Gould? I should have Googled. Oh this, no, but, I'll Google it. Yeah, I I'll think it might it on be. website. G- yeah, I think it might be Glenn Gould. Yeah. yeah. Um, is a
0: Great piano player.
1: Yeah, but like I love that he's he was Glen at one yeah. point, which is yeah. kind of. Nerdy. He
0: destroys the world, and his name's Glen. Glen, totally. Glen. So, what do you want to say about naming? Talk to me about. Oh, naming. I
1: just. well oh, maybe naming's naming words. Just the importance of language, mm. like. So, I mean that she gives these amazing names to everything, um, like got
0: my last. Oh yay. I've got and
1: some. So, that not I. I gave. I actually started to give up because it was just too much. Mm, mm. Like just even um, I don't know, like chicky knobs, bucket and nubbins. Yeah, and we immediately know this must be some kind of KFC thing by the yep. chicky and the bucket. Yeah, but um, Bliss Plus, which comes up, and we don't know what these are. These are some of the things that the kids, that children of crack find, when they're beachcombing mm-hmm. when we first meet him, mm. and um. And then, um, uh, like, Healthweiser, which reminds me of a real company. Is not Wiser? There's a Pfizer. Is that Which is? is spelled almost identical. Yeah, yeah, with that weird sort of Wiser. <laughs> and then Soyo Burgers and Happy Cappuccino, which is so kind of Starbucks-esque. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, she has a lot of fun kind of naming these names. And then, yeah, the fact that those characters all have been named and
0: renamed and that wonderful thing where Jimmy, I think I talked to Bill about this, but this wonderful thing that Jimmy does where he's got those words oh, that he loves to remember, yeah. you know, the words from Shakespeare, and it almost feels like if I can remember those words, you know, mm. I hold on to some part of myself. And mm. I don't know, like, there's this wonderful thing, because I think, I may have this wrong, but my understanding is that his degree, the only job it's given him is to be <laughs> able to name things, these names, like Bliss yeah. Plus and that sort of thing, because yeah. he understands words. And, you know, the way those two types of words sit next to yes. each other... And the way that Craig sits next to Glenn and Snowman sits next to Jimmy. Jimmy. And, you know, like, it's just, I don't know, there's something really clever about him. Mm. And he
1: uses words as well um, to calm down his anxiety. Like, when it's the, the chaos has all begun and he's all holed up in the paradise, which is about, like, paradise but with sea. Oh. Like, again, naming, <laughs> um, which is the anti-paradise, you know, like... Um, He uses these strands of names to calm himself down. And some of the names too, like, the words that he uses, like, valence, norm, serendipity, lubricious, vile, mesozoic. Like, she, again, she's, like, traversing huge territories. Like, she has quite a few sort of Shakespearean things, but she doesn't limit herself. And so, again, it's kind of like, at one point he says something like, if I don't remember these words, then they cease to exist. Hmm. And it is like she has this amazing romp through human achievements and you know words and language are part of that too Mm.
0: because that hadn't occurred to me until you read that but at the start like the the one of the things I guess is hard if you're writing something that's post-apocalyptic is that you sort of have to show what we're losing in a way as well because like I mean you know like she gives this society where you sort of think oh fuck it might be a best if it disappeared. That's what Craig thinks anyway. Yeah. You know, like, oh, is this what we've come to? Whereas somehow she manages to weave in the better side of humankind as well. You know, like just um and even just in, you know, Jimmy's mum, I guess again, but you know, like there is this idea that there's been this massive history of humankind. Mm. And we've kind of yeah, this is where we've come to at this point. Mm. And it like to signal that through language is just so clever. clever. And I I mean like,
1: you know, I just I just there are lots of things that jimmy slash snowman does or talks about you know like the way maybe he's been with women and and that kind of suggests that he has at certain points been a pretty shitty character Mm. but his love of language and his his ability to try to empathize with the children of greek even though it kind of drives him bonkers Mm. there's something about that that Again, it kind of lifts up out of the satire, mm. and Margaret Atwood's love for words kind of seems to shine through and sort of fill him up, I guess. Mm. Mm. I don't know if I don't know if any of that makes any no, sense. No, it
0: totally does. Like one of the questions that I'm really that Bill and I were talking about last week, and I am I'd be interested in your your idea. Why does Craig think Jimmy's the one to be left? Oh. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel it's so interesting, like, because you would think that Craig would want to be the person. Totally. But then I wondered if it's punishment, you know, if it's, like... But then he must... If if it was punishment, he must have thought that Jimmy would just fucking kill himself and not worry. But to leave his children Mm. in his care, Mm. I don't know, like...
1: But there's there's a bit when they're teenagers where Jimmy says something like, it occurs to me that Craig with all, you know, his brains and, and, you know, his kind of magnetic, aloof personality, whatever, he says, it occurs to me that Craig is jealous of me. And that is kind of like,
0: mm. oh, maybe there's something. Yeah, yeah. and And it does, I mean, that's the other thing that's so clever about it is that a lot of the time it comes down to this friendship. Mm. You know, this really mm. weird, needy kind mm. of, strange friendship Mm. where Jimmy kind of bumbles into it Mm. and like just the stakes are so high for Jimmy I don't know yeah I just think it's so interesting because I do feel like there is something going on and you know I did wonder if maybe it was something about the fact that You know, Craig wanted someone less intelligent because he thought he would have more feelings, or yeah, I just Mm. don't know. I mean, it just feels like maybe Jimmy's more of the Renaissance man than what Craig is, or yeah, I don't know. It just, Mm. I just keep thinking about it. It's so wonderful.
1: Because they do have that weird kind of um, thing where comes up maybe three or four times where it's like you're either a numbers person or a words person and Craig is like i'm a numbers person but you jimmy you're a words person mm. and to me i was like the words person is the one that gets saved like being a words person i was like ah. <laughs> so great and i don't know it's like it's funny about crake because when i first read it i didn't like him at all no but then there are things that I realized later, like, when he gives Jimmy the job at re- rejuvenescence, <laughs> um, actually, you know, at first I was like, oh, no, he's bringing him into his horrible plan, but it's at a point when Jimmy's really struggling, he's got these girlfriends who he knows don't love him and don't respect him, and he's eating takeout food and putting on weight, and he sort of hates his job, and, and craig sort of throws in a lifeline Mm, mm. and so like it occurred to me that craig loves jimmy Mm. and it actually it hadn't you know i guess i guess because craig is sort of so put on a pedestal going to the watson crack institute Mm. you know that i guess i don't know it took me a long time to realize that actually craig he loves jimmy and he loves oryx and this is and Jimmy loves Oryx and Jimmy loves Craig. Mm. And these three are, their love is. It's and what of, about Oryx?
0: That's the thing yeah. that I was always stuck with. I was like, who does Oryx love? Like, what does like, Oryx yeah, love? like, it's just. Part of me is like, does Oryx love anyone? Yeah, is there a possibility that you can after such a horrific mm. life? But she does seem to like the children like she
1: yeah
0: jimmy gives her that amazing job where she um she's their teacher yeah it's just such a beautiful
1: it's (laughs) really beautiful yeah (laughs) it's (laughs) so kind
0: of venus de milo sort of is how
1: i weirdly imagine it yeah
0: yeah yeah totally i mean like i just imagine because she goes into the you know their environment naked and then you know like there's being there's this weird thing where they have to slowly introduce them to the idea and i don't know it's just so marvelous and yeah and and I just, that's what I really love about this book. I always like books like this, where I think, you know, this is a completely different novel if it's told from Craig's point of view. It's a completely different totally. novel if it's told from Oryx's point of view. You know, like, the, the portrayal of Craig is coming completely through Jimmy. You know, Jimmy is angry, I think. I was, yeah. He's a little bit fucked off, how things have turned out. Um, He's jealous, you know, he loves Oryx. And, you know, Oryx is seeing Craig as well. You know, he's, it's really, I don't know. Like, I just think that the three of them are just such an interesting... To then leave one of them alone like that is just so interesting. And like haunted by these ghosts of the Mm. two of them, which is the children of Craig. It's just so clever. Mm. It's so clever. And
1: and I do feel like the more you sort of think about it, this book gives you more. Mm. And that's what I... Like, it gives you more on so many levels. It gives you more of the way that you think about politics and capitalism and, you know, the planet and climate change, which is so masterfully sort of thread through the whole thing but even on that kind of human relationship level it just keeps sort of giving Mm, mm. and maybe I'm just totally drinking the Kool-Aid but I no no I
0: think you're right I think you're right and like that thing of climate change is so interesting because like um When I talked to Daniel, we were sort of a bit like, genetic engineering becomes a downfall of the planet. I'm not sure that's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. But the weird thing about it is the way that climate change is kind of boiling away in the background. Mm. And that is not everyone's... That's not the, where their main
1: yeah. eye is on. Their yeah. eye is on
0: making money. Yeah. Their eye is on making more products. Their eye is on making consumers.
1: Con- yeah, and contagion, like disease, is, a, is, is something they're really concerned about mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, keeping people in and keeping people out. But, yeah, because even she, Jimmy's mum, talks about how she had some... Uh, like her grandfather's grape farm or something. Like, oh, yeah. You know, she's talking about the way that climate change, the climate, how do I say this, the way climate change affected the environment as a kid. And then it just sort of
0: sort of ramps up more and more which is kind of terrifying for this moment in time. Mm. You know, like if if a year ago you would told me that the you know president of the United States had decided oh. that climate change was not a priority. It was a myth. Yeah, it was a myth. Yeah. I would have I would have found that really hard to believe. But in reality, you know, maybe this is we were hitting. Like maybe, you know, because if you look at Trump's Okay, now I'm going to go on the bandwagon. But what it looks like to me from the outside is that he is um, sort of prioritizing business yep. over everything else. You know, like business can do everything better. And this is a world yes. where business is you know, business is booming, you yeah. know, and like, yeah. and in the same vein, and that weird thing, that climate change, we're not going to fix climate change, but what we might do is make a product that people can buy, and you know, like, those people in the pleb lands, climate change is going to fuck them over way before us, and I don't know, like, it, it it's really interesting, because I wonder if by by focusing on the commercialism and the genetic engineering, you know, which I guess is also a natural place as we run out of resources. Mm. The resources we may need are fleshy resources. You know, mm. they're, they're sort of animals and stuff like that. And I just wonder if maybe instead of it being old-fashioned, it's actually leapt over all this sort of climate change interest yeah. and bounced into, like, where we might be. Mm. I don't know. Well,
1: because, I mean, she, she's so clever when she has, she has... She does this amazing thing with time where you meet things... First, as as the, oh, it's hard to explain. You meet things as as they are, and then you go back in time and you see how they became. Mm. And so, for example, like the um all the things that are at Watson Crick, which mm. is the fancy university that Crick is at, that's where they created the chicken nubbies, <laughs> and that's where they created the rockulators, which mm. help um your, oh, what was it, like water and air and that kind of thing, and then and then you sort of see them as things that are already in place, and so, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I feel like she does this really masterful thing of, yeah, keeping your eye on invention, money-making creations, and and you you kind of don't get a point where you go, hang on, why do they need those rockulators? Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, why do they need these chickens? Yeah. Because... There's no real chickens anymore. Like, or yeah. well, what
0: you know, it's so smart. It's so clever. And like, I guess if you stop and look around, you know that's kind of, you know, like that's one of the things that I found really weird. I went to Portland, Oregon once, and um, there were a lot of people sleeping on the streets. And yeah. I then there was one stage where I walked through a park where people were really in a lot of distress and i went to a vegan um, supermarket and there were four different types of vegan cheese and i remember thinking to myself this has got to a ridiculous point the fact totally. that i can buy four different types of vegan cheese you know when i became vegan there was no such thing as vegan cheese yet fucking cashew nuts or something but you know like <laughs> it was just it was just this moment where i suddenly thought i'm part of the problem was the first thing i thought but also it was just this odd thing where like you're saying like there's no stopping and thinking do we yeah <laughs> you know do, is it important for me to have a new iphone every year I don't know. Mm. you know and i just think i just think that you're exactly right like because i i remember that's the thing that i found really full-on is when the children of Craig find the, the wreckage of it yes you know they're like oh and they don't know what it is no and, <laughs> yeah and they're getting on fine without it but you know just that idea that you know it just becomes waste anyway i yeah. don't know it's pretty yeah. clever
1: oh it's so clever
0: and like you say like I got all wound up I'm like oh yes that sounds like a good idea you know like I I mean as a you know, sorry keep going on about being vegan but Mm. as a vegan like with the chicken nubbins I was like yes that makes sense we can kill these chickens these things obviously don't care that they're living like this you know this makes sense this makes sense Mm. and then suddenly I'm like oh hang on whoa whoa, 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 a Mm. minute whoa a minute Mm. and it just I don't know money is so interesting Mm. in here as well
1: money and and, yeah and money and, and what that means like food and status and stuff like later when i mean craig has got this fancy pants job at re- rejuvenations how that enables him to go into the plead land, plebe lands and eat like she mentions it as like real beef like oh what and real real scotch and like eating real things and that if you are in a compound you would drive a little solar golf mm. cart but in the plea they're driving these cars, like making smog, like, like just even this sort of thing that you know, the higher up you go, the more you get to breathe purified air and eat real food
0: and And I get that uh, every time like I get that every time I walk into Common Sense Organics. You know, like I just think, Oh you know, like I get to you know, like every now well, not very often, but you know, every couple of weeks I get to come in here and buy this food and you know, like yeah. it's just I don't know, like it just seems Oh my God, you have blown my mind a little bit. But yeah, I just think all that stuff, all that focus on oh. money, 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 you know, mm. and, and you know, sell, sell, sell. And mm. yeah. And so and porn stuff.
1: and child exploitation, It's so uncomfortably close yeah. to where we are.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: yeah, to me, I'm like, yeah,
0: I see the logical conclusion of where you're going. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh. And it's so much closer. And I just think, oh my God, it just had never occurred to me that, that climate change stuff, you know, because I, I, the first time I read this book, I was sort of thinking, that's a bit dated, you know, it's not, yeah, yeah. it's not climate change that's destroying us, but really, I mean, we think, uh, everyone seems to have forgotten, you know what mm. I mean, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, mm. too hard, we'll mm. just fly to mm. Mars or something. And um, the way,
1: the way that she does it as well, like, just these casual, like, the daily storms and the, and the daily tornadoes and the, you know, that these are normal that's oh quite chilling as well.
0: And just yeah. that idea of instead of, you know, like that horrible thing that humans do, whereas instead of thinking we're part of an ecosystem and we need to correct this for everybody, they're kind of like, we need to make sure that we can keep living. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah like all the all the things <laughs> that like rejuvenescents are doing around like, um, they're basically like... Uh, plastic surgery like it's like they new skins for old like where they want to get rid of all your wrinkles and so you just buy new skin and like and, and and the stuff about immortality and the bliss plus pill is not only like some kind of crazy viagra but it helps you live longer like it's all of this kind of like we want to live longer and longer oh the planet's dying around us
0: oh we want to live longer and longer you know like the kind of... and, then, and it just seems so crazy because like I mean it's such a terrible place you know but everybody wants to live longer and it becomes even immortality becomes commercialized in a way mm. it's just like it's just like another successful number that you you know oh I live to this you know yeah it's yeah. just crazy it's absolutely crazy and she's absolutely. so in like
1: she's got so, Margaret right here is so inventive and daring as mm. well like there are so many times where I was like ooh, a little too far, Margaret.
0: And then I'm like, no. Yeah. Not too far. Yeah. Oh. So did you, you read it in 2014. Did you read it yep. again this time? I did. So this was week. there a difference? Was there a difference between this week and
1: 2014? Um, There was a difference in that. I was like writing notes mm. for this and trying to think about it in themes. Whereas in 2014, I was just gobbling mm. that right on yeah. up. Real couldn't, yeah. couldn't. Like, you know, reading till 3am could not put this down. Mm. Whereas it, it was a lot more measured this time. Yeah. And I knew sort of what to expect. But it, you know, it, it's kind of crazy reading this post-Trump election. Yeah. I have to say, I know that probably sounds like everybody's like, Ugh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it really is. It kind of is. Because it feels like everything is just a little step closer.
0: Hmm. I'm sorry to say that I don't want that to be true, but it feels that that way. It totally feels that way. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And um so if like most of the stuff of yours that I've read is not set in the future. No. That was what do you think she because I'm the same, most of the stuff I write is not set in the future either. But I feel like I learn a lot from her every time I read her. Mm. And I just wonder what sort of things do you think you learn off her as a writer?
1: Well, I was really yeah, trying to think about that because, because my kind of interest in this book is not literary. Like it mm. is the ideas. Yeah, yeah. But then, like the structure is very interesting. The memory, the shifting in time. Um, I think I can definitely learn a lot mm. from that, and also yeah, the there's a really sort of there's a real restraint as well as her kind of bold daring with the. Invention. I feel like with the human characters there is a lot of restraint around it Mm. and she just kind of drops things in and and leaves them there and she trusts that we're smart enough to kind of Mm. put two and two together um so that's definitely um and also just like yeah her her playful invention Mm. is just so joyous to read and I feel like she probably had a really rollicking great time yeah making all these wonderful names and places and totally Um, totally. so like to kind of enjoy even when you're being wicked to enjoy it
0: you know to really revel in it and to really go there oh I like that I think that's a really good thing to take from it and um I think um that stuff you're talking about like I I always feel like um often I say this thing oh it's earned you know it's earned that exposition or it's Mm. earned and I just feel like she's a master of that like Mm. she will Mm. you know like the 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 loud noises are really well placed in the rhythm of the mm. quietness of the rest of the book there's mm. something really human uh, yeah I was gonna say human but I don't know if that's the right term mm-hmm. but you know there is something very quiet and very emotionally familiar with you know boys that both love the same girl you know mm. like the you know sons without mothers yeah sons without mothers and fathers sons who kill their uncles not sure about that but, <laughs> you know like there, there is something really clever in and that you know I just think that it works really really well mm. hey you were saying I really liked what you said here you sent me an email I'm <laughs> going to read it when when, uh, no um you talked about some questions that the book raises about the mm. mind body and soul oh, yeah and I really I really like the idea of that and like you know what happens when that sort of get when the balance of you know, like the balance of things gets out of whack, mm. and I just wonder. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah,
1: I'm looking in my. I'm looking in my I notes. I really like
0: your notes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just, it was like a lists were just like a, a really good way of trying to organize. Yeah. There's just so much in this book. I really like your headings as well. Oh, thanks. What's this? I'm going to talk about
0: this one. This
1: disease, disease, comma disease as espionage. Yes, I like that title. My, I think this is. Um, Sex as child exploitation, prostitution, comma, porn, comma, shady shit. Shady shit is (laughs) on that page. That's good. Um, Where am I looking? um, Okay, so there's a section, and it's going to take me a minute to kind of get my mind back. But there's a section where I think think it's fairly early on when we're just kind of getting to grips with Snowman, and we're just starting to go, ooh, end of world, Mm. Um, where he talks about the mind the body and the soul and that the body at one point ran away from the mind yeah and then there's other bits that the mother says where she says to the father about what's morally reprehensible Mm. and what's too far Mm. and and then later um a little bit later, so there's another kind of drop of that kind of stuff, mm. and I think as well, like the atrocity, the blood and roses atrocities mm. Mm. versus human achievements. Like I feel like there's this kind of wider question she's got, she's got going on here about like what is it to be human, and what happens when we get those three mind, body, soul out of whack? Mm. What does that do to ourselves as humans, but to our wider ecosystem?
0: And there's an interesting thing of sort of rabbit, um, rabbit rabbits, no, <laughs> rapid... Large um, green rabbit, rabbi, Large green yeah. Um, Yeah, um, rapid kind of evolution that happens with the children of Craig. Yeah. Right? Like, it's almost like... It's sped up. Yeah. Seven-year-old, what, a one-year-old is like a seven-year-old. And, yeah. yeah. And just that fact that um, it's sort of like being, you know, made from scratch almost, and like, just this idea. I always think about New Zealand, how they like... Bought the rabbits to shoot, and then they bought something to kill the rabbits, and then you know, like yeah. everything just gets out of control. And like with them, they're a really interesting kind of being because, like that thing you say, like, is, I'm not sure whether really he's engineered them this way, but there is this idea that they won't have religion and they won't mm. have an understanding of a soul, but there does seem to be some weird. This idea of balance, I think, is really up for grabs in it, which I think is interesting mm. because you know, like that idea of ecology and ecological balance and everything is so mm. important in it. But yeah, I reckon, mm. and it does often feel like the mind running, the body running away from the mind. Yeah,
1: yeah. and the, and and she talks a lot about the kind of, I guess, the porn sort of side of things—is that the body running away mm. from mm. the mind as well? And also about the Krakis. I love this—a certain point where where is talking about, you know they'll die at 30 and these are the boundaries of how he set these up and he was like oh you can't program out singing and you can't program out dancing like these things like oh you know because <laughs> it starts with you know it started with basic sort of human DNA that there's
0: just stuff you can't get rid of and it's, it's just so... a wonderful idea that it's dancing and singing so, yeah you can't get rid of. like he manages to get out so much he manages to get out you know the the aggressive urge for sex, the yes. <laughs> emergency, territorialism. territorialism, all that war, violence. You a, you know, yeah, part. and it's I mean that, and I mean again and again in this book, you do get that. You know that there is some hope and aesthetic, and mm. there is some hope in art, and there is some hope. I don't know. Mm. I just I just think it's so good. Mm. What else have you got in your book? Oh God! <laughs> I so love this idea that we can talk about your book.
1: Places, oh, places. education,
0: and job roles. Oh, tell me about education uh, and job roles. I started
1: to just, it just told me, I couldn't, I couldn't keep up my list, but just, she's so clever how she comes up with these job roles, like, geo, I'm going to say it wrong, geolonomics, like, it's like geo-economics, I think, and she's got, um, nanotech, biochem, um, Jimmy's dad's a genographer, you know, like, just, they, just, I don't know education like okay so this is a list I've got here like what you learn in life skill class yeah um double entry on screen bookkeeping banking by fingertip uh microwaving filling out house applications family hereditary sh- uh, research negotiating marriage and divorce contracts which is marriage hyphen and hyphen divorce hyphen oh my god because it's all <laughs> of a piece it's right? all of a piece yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um wise genetic matchmaking. And the proper use of condoms to avoid sexually transmitted bioforms. Which was about all we learned in my life skills class. <laughs> you know, like, just She's just, just, I just feel like she just is, it's, her invention is boundless. Mm. Every little thing is imbued with this. This is how we get a sense of what's important to this culture. You know, banking, okay.
0: you know, hereditary, contracts, like. And it's just so marvellous as well because I mean, like, there is that temptation. I guess you do, I get the sense with it that the whole world is built. Like, that while life skills is going on, there are nine other classes going on, and she knows what's happening in all of those. But then there's this this wonderful thing where she's like this will help me tell my story you know like what you need to know is what goes on in life skills and and like you say with the naming of all those jobs like it just feels I mean we do that now don't we you know like we keep playing around with words about what things are yeah and yet it's such condensed storytelling yeah like I mean Oh, I find it terrifying that there's a genographer. You know, I, yeah. know, I know what that means, and that yeah. sounds terrifying. Yeah. You know, it's just so marvelous. It's and, just so wonderful.
1: And she's so clever, too, because, you know, the way that she wipes out humankind is through everybody taking this pill that is not only like Viagra, but it's like an advanced kind of um, birth control mm. and sexually transmitted diseases control. Mm. And so right over here in life skills really early on, you know, like there's just that little drop and hereditary and family, like gene stuff, just a little drop in. Like, I thought she's just
0: doing it all the way along. And it's just so clever as well because you're kind of like, this is a concern. That's why this will be a, um, you know, like, to, to, I think you're so right. Like, no word is wasted. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, like, if I start getting this anxiety, if I start making you realize that there's an anxiety around the wrong children or the yeah. wrong diseases, then by the time that I've got Craig saying, I'm going to get them to take this pill, and everyone's like, yes, I will line up for that pill, you know, that's yeah. the best way to um, get. rid of everybody is to you know infect that pill it's just yeah it's just Mm. so clever she's she's absolutely brilliant yeah um what do you want to tell me about the other i want to ask about the other two books
1: oh god okay um now again i read them in like a frenzy insomnia rush you know so but i loved year of the flood yeah which is mostly centered on god's gardeners which we yeah which we get these funny little hints because you know oh, yeah. yeah like bernice his flatmate at university was mm. wearing these god's gardeners t-shirts mm. and and um i think she was a vegan yeah i think probably and then and then you get a sense that the mother jimmy's mother has run off with god's gardeners mm, someone mm, says mm. that so already like you know there were these bits where there's god gardeners god gardeners and um and they were doing some some radical kind of activism, like God, God's Gardeners blowing up a Nubbin's chicky... yeah yeah takeout. Yeah. So um, Year of the Flood is we actually meet the God's Gardeners oh. and find out what's going on, and we learn where the connections might be for some of the key players of this book.
0: Oh my God! I, boom, so boom,
1: boom. I want to read it so badly. And then Mad okay. Adam is again like we've we know we've met yeah, Mad, Adam we know, we know, Mad we know, Adam. we know what it is. It's is. Extinct-a-thon. <laughs> um, well. Yeah, we get another. So it's kind of like you get to the camera gets to move just over oh here a bit, god. and and it's so great when you're reading it because you're like, oh, I already know that, yeah. or like you know you're like, oh god, are they gonna eat some? Are they gonna blow up nubbins? Because I know what that is. Like, and you're already in the world, and it's
0: so great. And it must have been amazing to read all three like that and that oh, big, um, that big exhaustive feast. Oh it must have been amazing.
1: I got the first two, um, at. RTBs, yeah. but yeah, Mad Adam was in hard, hard copy. Oh, I remember when it came out. it yeah, had a beautiful
0: cover. Yeah, it
1: does oh have a beautiful cover. And um, and I remember like like walking into Unity, being like, Mad Adam must have you know in this like sleep deprived state, like must have this book. Like this is the you know, and of course, like yes, this book would come out the one week that I'm frenzy reading all this. It felt so kind of yeah, necessary and important. And
0: oh my god, yeah. it's so good. Um,
1: um I still yeah. love it. Um, you... I think Year of the Flood might be my fave. Actually. Oh my
0: goodness, okay. Even well, more I, I, don't know. I do like the idea of Year of the Flood because that was I did feel a little shortchanged about um God's Gardens. Mm. I did feel a little shortchanged about them. Well, Maybe. You, oh my gosh. You get the you get a full descent into them. Oh my gosh, I would so love that. Yeah. I would so love it. Have you got anything else in your book? Um What's one more oh, but oh, food. Food. oh Oh food. Food oh food food, oh
1: my goodness. Just the stuff, all the stuff gross yeah uh. but
0: but
1: actually this other this other list that i did is which i ran out of room for but things from our world and things from that world because she's so masterful there's things like things from our world like red rubber boots with ducks on them and the bonfire with jimmy and then you you suddenly realize whoa this isn't any ordinary bonfire that he has to put his little baby you know his little galoshes through anti-sanitation stuff like so clever things that she did you know dishwashers and bowls handmade in mexico that can't go in the dishwasher Mm, mm. and slippers and plastic tarps and email and and cd-rom was kind of dated i
0: was like yeah i remember cd-rom but margaret you're the second person to mention the cd yeah yeah
1: but it just i felt like her sort of mix of Things that we understood versus these new things that she has like reader screen and zip mm. leg shorts mm. and micro lenses. And we know that micro lenses, they're the things that are watching you when you're in high school. We know that there's some kind of, um, you know, closed circuit TV or something. Yeah. But like, I, I think it just so, I was so intrigued by how much she would give us something new right near something we understood, so that we never had too many sort of gaps mm. yeah. in the world.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's such a beautiful explanation, that bonfire at the start oh. where they're burning the dead animals. Mm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, like that that idea that um, these things that we find familiar, that we might find mm. safe, that mm. we might find comforting, are mm. now working through antiseptic kind of stuff. And, yeah. and everything is ruined, you know, like that's what I think is so... Mm so sad and it's the thing that I sort of held you know everything is ruined eating is ruined you know like you know like your touch is ruined Mm. sex is ruined you know like Mm. everything is Mm. just and it isn't ruined by Lack it almost seems to be ruined by its right, excess, yeah. 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 Which is just you know like that thing where it's like you know if I could have because that's the idea with the chicken nubs no it isn't <laughs> nubs whatever they are is that you get like more breast meat yeah you know that's the you idea get more of, it, of what you want or, more of yeah. what you want and yet it's just so horrific and I really love I was just thinking about that but um where that thing you were talking about how you see a thing and then you see it later. When Jimmy first sees that the chicken nub, he's just like, "That is disgusting! I want to vomit." But within oh, pages, he's, to he's them. like, "Reading yeah. read them and oh my god, he's putting on weight because he's having too many nubbins." Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's just like, mm. yeah. That is how things work. That and is how things work. That was
1: another little thing that I thought was so smart of her. Like really early on, the children of Craig bring these things, the beachcombing things, and among them is. Is a plastic Bliss Plus container. We don't mm. know what this Bliss Plus is, but we're like, mm, okay. And chicken nuts, a bucket of nubbins. And then some things we do know, like a computer mouse and a piano key. And just so kind, she's so smart. Because later we go, of course, this Bliss Plus container's washed up because everybody had them and it killed everybody. And mm. of course, nubbins is, yeah. It's, it's yeah. really clever
0: because that was the thing that I found really interesting is that, of course, I'm now revisiting this book knowing all of it. Yeah. And, like, when um Bill actually read out a bit about some of the things they find on the beach and I was just like, oh, yeah, of course. And then I thought, no, when I first read that, you that go, List plus List plus was kind of the yeah. first sort of trademark name yeah. that I saw. And I just thought – and yet she's clever because she – you know Bliss Plus I'm thinking oh yeah it looks a bit like Bliss and, you know like she's just really clever with the naming of things and you know it isn't too far to leap and that thing like you say with the wiser you know it looks like Pfizer so I'm thinking big pharma pharmaceutical and, yeah it's yeah. just so clever she so is clever. clever and I just yeah I don't know
1: and also the bonfire like part, did you think first my thought was um, uh, mad cow disease yeah like and that is so clever too because she puts an image because that was happening around that time then when she wrote this
0: well, the, my memory 2003? of it is that it was and I'm way older than everybody but I <laughs> when I was a kid there was a foot and mouth outbreak in England right. and they burnt them all and I think there was a problem here like there was a I just remember those burning and then again with the cows when the mad cow came yeah so this idea was very cemented in yeah. my consciousness yeah you know, and very. You know, like, it, I could read the shorthand for it. Mm. You know, like, I could mm. say, oh, yeah, that's that's not good, you know. like Yeah. And this is, and then you see, like, this failure of farming, you know, normal farming. Yeah. Which then gives you a leap to think, oh, yeah, of course you're going to start genetically engineering. engineering. You know, that just makes perfect sense. Because I'm sure at that point I didn't think that those things had been injured by genetic engineering, that it was just a failure in farming. It was like an old-fashioned kind of, you know, like... Outbreak. Yeah. That is so weird. Yeah.
1: So again, like, I was like, you're so smart. Because most people, as you say, have this kind of shadow image of mm. this already. Yeah.
0: And... And, like, if you think about Mad Cow... Um, like I know, we always joke that we're very grateful for mad cow because when we go to England, there's lots of fake meat and stuff. You know, like I mean, it's oh know, vegan people, meat, yeah, yeah. yeah. Meat. And and we, you know, like veganism kind of went up, especially because it was cows and dairy. You know, and like we often joke about that, but I mean, that was the outcome of it. You know, like it was suddenly like oh, we'd better not feed things themselves, Ooh. and um, <laughs> but also oh, let's make these new foods. You know, like new foods, and I just think. It's just, that's what I think I really love about her and I think is one of the most magnificent things about her is this keen, observing eye. You know, like, it feels like a book not written by someone who's hermited away and, you know, like, you know, lives in a very small community Mm. of people. It feels like someone who's right in the world, you know what I mean? Like, completely in the world and you know rustled around by it and having to go to supermarkets and yeah I just think it's so brilliant seeing and thinking yeah yeah Yeah, it's brilliant yeah she's 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 yeah. brilliant. But that she be a good place brilliant. to end. Should yeah. We say? She's really she's brilliant. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you so much. Oh,
1: thank you. I've so enjoyed this. I it's loved been it. It's so wonderful to, you know, revisit it and think about it and talk about it. And I'm so excited to hear the others as yeah.
0: well. I just I think they're going to sit so nicely together. I'm very excited. Thank Yay. you so much. Yeah,